Uh, it's good to be with you. Uh, the problems in front of our country are tremendously big. Um, <clears throat> it, it, it gets depressing when people talk about the real facts. Uh, basically, we all know we've lived beyond our means for a long period of time. And <clears throat> when people ask me what's the problem, is the problem is the last 30 years we lived off the next 30 years, and the bills do. And that's exactly where we find ourselves. The best news uh, that I think I have for you is the, the ship has been turned around through the last election. We're no longer talking about how much we increase spending. We're talking about how much we're cutting spending. And, and you need to stop and ponder that for a minute because that is a significant change. The, the last time we had any significant cut in spending was in 1995 with the first rescission package that had been passed since 1947. That long of a period of time, uh, 48 years. And that's one of the reasons that we ended up with a surplus plus the dot-com bubble. So, so the fact that the, 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 the subject matter is changed and we have everybody talking about, they're still playing the games, but at least they're talking about a different hypothesis rather than growing the government, it's talking about shrinking the government. And it, it, you can't overstate that. And we didn't do it, and you didn't do it. The American people did it. And if there's a, something I know that is more powerful than anything I know is that the American people are a whole lot smarter than Washington. They get what's going on. And we play the games, uh, the political games, to try to, to use either class envy or our positions to align uh, the American people with us. And, and I really think we're in a new day of politics in our country. Uh, and, and the reason is it's innate experience of the American family is living within their means. And it's now being translated is that's what they desire for us to do. And you've seen this big Tea Party movement. But you've also seen the polling in the Democratic Party, and this, this is the thing that we, we do not take advantage of and we don't think about often enough. 74% of registered Democrats want government spending cut. Now think about that. That is a tidal wave shift in their base. And we need to remember that, no matter what we're doing, is that their supporters also want us to live within their means. And so the question comes, how do we sort out the conflicts of living within our means and still protecting uh, those that, that need our help? <clears throat> History has not been kind to nations like ours. The average age of the world's republics is about 212 years. We're past that. Um, and almost every republic has fell, has fallen. And they've fallen for exactly the same reasons. They've fallen because they lost control of their fiscal matters. They weren't defeated first and then they lost control of their fiscal matters. And uh, uh, Will Durant said, a great nation is not conquered from without until it's destroyed itself from within. And if you really think about where we are in terms of our potential, if we continue down the path and don't right the ship in a way, we have a limited history. 
And what I think we need to do, and I know what the American people, no matter what their political persuasion is, they want us to cheat history. We can cheat history. It, it, what has happened to other republics doesn't have to happen to us. And a great example of that is New Zealand. I don't know if any of you noticed what happened to them about 27 years ago. Their people did exactly the same thing, and in one election, they downsized the size of their federal government by 37 percent. And that's entirely possible in our country if, in fact, you know what's going on within our government. And uh, I would tell you, I, the one thing I have is I've been blessed with such a key staff. There is, there is not an office on Capitol Hill that knows more about the inner workings, the functioning, the duplication, the waste, the fraud, the abuse of the federal government than my staff. And uh, I was invited to do a Bloomberg uh, panel <clears throat> on what you do to balance the budget. And I said, I don't want to do a panel. I said, I'll come and make a presentation to you all by myself that I can show you how we can cut a trillion dollars tomorrow out of the federal government and nobody will know, us, know the difference except the people that lose their jobs working for the federal government. And that's how much waste there is. If you go and look at what the GAO put out after looking at the first third of the federal government and the waste and duplication that they found just to identify the first third of the federal government there's $600 billion a year that we can save just through dupl duplication. We're putting out a report on the National Science Foundation this week, and there's three billion, two to $3 billion a year in waste and duplication just within the National Science Foundation. And that's a small little agency, and you just go through it. And the way you get rid of a $1.5 trillion deficit is two or $3 billion at a time. But you got to have the commitment. And we're not there. We're certainly not there in the Senate. Uh, we won't even take votes in the Senate. Uh, but it doesn't mean we can't accomplish what's in front of us. Uh, I'm hopeful that we can accomplish what is necessary. And the real message that I'd have to the American people is, is we are so outside the bounds of what was intended for us as a government. The federal government is involved in every area, at every level, in every state, on every issue. And the way we solve that problem is pulling back the federal government. And with that will come the cost that is associated with it. You cannot fix the problems in front of us without addressing Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. It is absolutely impossible. And so the choice for us in, in the country is to recognize that we're going to fix these things or not fix them and be forced to fix them not through our own choices but by, through the international financial community. So I'm hopeful. I, I, I read a, uh, an economist that writes every week. His name's John Malden. Some of you all may read his. He has about a million people on his email list. <clears throat> but his, his thought is we'll get through it. Now, it may not be pretty, but we're going to get through it. And what we have to do is buy the time to be able to get through it. And we have to significantly downsize, not just the government, but our hopes and aspirations of what the government can do. Uh, because we've assumed it can do a lot of things that it's not capable of doing, uh, either efficiently or effectively. Uh, what we can do efficiently and effectively at the federal government level is waste money. And we do a wonderful job of that. Our military is highly effective, yet highly inefficient. We, we have $50 billion at least of waste in the Pentagon that Gates has not even identified yet. 
and we can't even account for the Pentagon because they really don't want to because if you have to start accounting, you can't do everything you want to do. So with, with that, I'm hopeful that we'll have a, a, a different future than what is predicted for us today. Uh, I will tell you on the international scene is, is we're going to do fine for a couple of years as Europe defaults on some of their currencies and some of their debt. Uh, and, and we're going to look good for a short period of time, but that's a short period of time when the money's going to come here and then it's going to go away after all those sovereign defaults are over. And the sovereign defaults include Japan. Japan will default. There is no way they can get out of their mess without renegotiating uh, their debt obligations. It's impossible. What we have to do is we have to do it ahead of time before we're forced to do it. And that's going to be painful. The only thing that I would disagree with what the speaker said last night at the Economic Club, there's going to be pain. We cannot do this without pain. And that means everybody in this room is going to have some pain. But that pain ought to be shared equally across America at every level uh, by everyone. And what that will do is pull us together if we're all into the And here's the final thing I'll say, and then we'll do question. What I know as a 63-year-old man is when America gets focused on a problem together, we can accomplish whatever we want to accomplish. And the disappointing thing about our president is he's failed to lead to bring us together. What he has done is divided us through his re most recent speeches and hurt the effort for us to be able to solve the very problems that are in front of us.